back. We are. My name is Jack, and you're listening to Dev90X. Today is day 75. It's Wednesday, the 20th of October, and the title of today's episode is Ideation is the Enemy of Execution. But first, hold up, hold up. Whoa, day 75. There's only 15 days left in the 90-day challenge. And a little stat, uh, a snapshot on, on my status. Launching is not looking likely. <laughs> um, so just, just a little update. Yesterday, I had a, had a discussion with my friend Dylan. And we came to an agreement to do a breathwork app together. And this is, for me, a really good opportunity. Uh, one that would be really hard for me to turn down. <laughs> Not only is the app concept to do a breathwork app technically much easier than the handstander concept, as the hands, handstander, <laughs> handstander is crazy. It's, it's using all the latest APIs for machine learning. It's using custom you know, deep learning models that have been trained on videos of people doing handstands. It's got a whole ML pipeline data pipeline for the training of the ml of the model to keep it improving in its accuracy it's got you know logic designed to complement the inaccuracies and inconsistencies of the machine of the ml model it's got networking it's got database features it's got social features it's got um what am i missing it's got a lot it's got a lot that's technically difficult to implement um, because it covers broad areas of different development disciplines. Uh, I mean, especially like the you know the networking and the and the cloud infrastructure and the database management using potentially like real time database and combined with you know a storage database for storing video. Oh yeah, it's it's using it's working with video. It's using AI to do automated snapshots of your handstand practice so you can like and share. It's doing video editing where it's water printing the logo onto the video so that you can share it with a water printed logo. It's just like so much of it, which is pretty high end level development stuff. And the, the Breathwork app is much simpler in its concept. It's primarily based around Breathwork sequences that are mostly pre-recorded content, video, audio, text, really good layout, really good design. Um, gamification features, of course, with the badges and achievements. And um, initially, doesn't need to have social features. It just needs to have. A, it just needs to be effective in what it does in delivering you the best breathwork experience that, you, that it can possibly deliver to anyone. And it's competing in terms of experience with a an interval timer. I use the Seconds Pro app as my breathwork tool as I've created my sequences in, in the interval timer. Um, and on the breathwork sequences side of things, it's competing with other projects like, not, not projects, other, other disciplines like Wim Hof. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's basically just competing with Wim Hof. Um, so it's pretty easy to, to, to realize for myself that this is... It's it's a much more digestible project, like to the point of relief where I'm like, oh god, this one, yeah, I can do this. <laughs> I was a bit unsure about handstander, but this one, I know I can do it. So um, 
that changes things. Now the 90-day challenge. Okay, so on that topic, the 90-day challenge was first and foremost a consistency challenge to see if I could be consistent on something for 90 days. Secondly, it was to release and launch an app. Um, and thirdly, it was to learn development as a general skill set. And fourthly, <laughs> fourthly, which I didn't even know at the time, but it's to learn iOS development specifically. So it's been a success on a few of these areas. It's not going to be a success on launching an app, but I do have, I did get to the point of having a demo. It's not a launch, it's not a launch product. It's definitely, it's not even on test flight, so it's not even in beta, but it is working on my phone. And I didn't even have an iPhone when I started this project. And now I have an iPhone and a demo app running an AI that I trained on it that recognizes handstands. So I feel like overall, really good progress, especially considering I started from just a strong technical background, but no coding knowledge per se, or a little bit, a little bit of coding knowledge from like years and years ago, but nothing really recent, um, you know, <laughs> unless Excel counts. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I've made so much progress in 75 days and overall I'm really happy with the challenge and how it's gone up until now so I just wanted to get that out of the way I'm not going to succeed I know that now but it, it still is a success it still is a success so the the title ideation is the enemy of execution I'm learning that now as I'm just starting the breathwork project with Dylan and I've I've started the ideation process again and I know what that was like on Handstander. That went for a long time and was only really starting to kind of wind up as the, the design of the app, the core design and the core features have, have been like solidified in there. They're not moving. That's, that is the design. When the design is solidified, that's when you can really look at the code and go, all right, what do we need in the tech stack to, to, to execute on this design? And... Now I realize like that's where I want to be because that's where I'm learning the most about the hard part of the project, which is, you know, writing the code and building the tech. Um, and now going back into the design phase for me, it's like I've, I've realized that I'm not hitting my KPIs today for development because I'm back in design, <laughs> back in ideation. But it also, I also realized that all new projects start on paper, not in Xcode. They start in the design phase. And so the more you ideate, the less you code, which is why it's important for a developer to finish projects, to take them from start to finish, because the, the majority of what you learn in terms of developer skill sets happen at the, at the end part of the project, not in the beginning part. Uh, of course, they're all relevant. You know, when you design an app, you're, you're straight away, as a developer, from a technical mindset, you're straight away thinking, how am I going to implement this? What, what framework, what design patterns, what architecture, you know, what language, what platform, what APIs. Like you're always thinking, what, what am I going to use to implement this? What's, what's it going to need on a technical level if I do this design? It's like you have two threads running in your, in your mind. One is like, what's the most awesome product that I can deliver to the users for the intended problem that we're solving? And then the other one is, how am I going to do it? <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so they're all important, and I guess the the more experience you have as a developer gives you more strength in that. And in the early stages of a project, where you know exactly how difficult some something might be, and you you might be able to answer the, 
questions of like how long a specific feature might even take to implement because you, maybe you've even done that before. But if you're not an experienced developer with a lot of projects complete on your belt, then you don't really know how to estimate how difficult things are and how much they might cost and how long they might take to implement. Um, having said that, even experienced developers is like the classic thing that, and I, I have direct experience with this as well when, when I was managing the development of the previous startup that I was in, is that uh, estimating how long a feature will take to implement is notoriously, notoriously difficult. And, you know, like it, in a way, you don't just add 30% to the timeline, which is what a typical project manager would do. Sometimes you double it, you add 100%. Sometimes it's half. And so you really can't tell from a specific point of view. Uh, sorry, from you can't really judge if you don't have that direct experience of implementing a feature and no one on the team knows, then you really don't know and you just have to get at it. You just got to go for it and just get started and um, do your best. And then the way to kind of manage that process is to have a, have a constrained timeline where you have to ship it within this timeline because this is how much time you've got and there's how much money and that's how long, you know, that's how long you can pay people for. And then if you, if you are running out, then you just, you ship less features. So that's the way that you manage for the uncertainty of how long a specific feature would take to implement. You just ax features that are too hard <laughs> as you go, as you learn that this is really too hard and it's taking too long. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm, I've decided that I'm going to do the breathwork app with Dylan as that is equally awesome as handstander. To be honest, I am really passionate about this specific kind of breathwork. I've been passionate about all kinds of breathwork in the past. I've seen the merits of all the different styles of, of breathing practices from holotropic to, uh, you know, to Wim Hof to specific yogic kriyas and, and breathing and pranayamas. And, um, and now athletic, athletic breath work with Dylan is my favorite overall because you can do it every single day and it yields benefits for that day and for long term as well. Um, so I'm really selling it here, but I can't wait for, uh, for more people to get into it and to, to see what, what it has, what, what there is in it for them. Um, and then also I was, I spent a lot of time today just kind of strategizing on a way to navigate the, the equity conversation with Harry now that, um, you know, this new opportunity is on my doorstep and it really sh shakes everything up. It just really puts everything upside down, so to speak, <laughs> in the handstander project. Handstander does not know where it stands anymore. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's, it's destiny. I mean, handstander is all about being upside down. It's all about inverting your reality. <laughs> so at some point it, it itself had to be become inverted. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've spent a lot of time on that and I still haven't figured it out, but maybe that's one thing that I can just, just do slowly, just take it easy and not rush it, not rush things as, you know, Harry needs to figure out where he stands as well on that project and, and maybe maybe it just stays on, on a lifeblood, uh, sorry, on a life support and it, it's, its lifeblood is just very, just minimal, minimal, just stays alive but just enough so that it's almost barely taking any time from either of us. Uh, or Harry goes full time 
and he really just takes it by the reins and goes full CEO mode on it and you know does whatever is necessary to keep it alive and keep it progressing while I'm essentially not working on it at all uh, or it just stops and dies so the, I guess those are the three the three potential outcomes um, I really don't want that to be the case I would I'm 100% excited about Handstander and I really do want it to succeed because it's just such it's just such a fun concept and it's good for everyone. It gets people doing more exercise, practicing inversions, probably getting more people into yoga, which is definitely a good thing for most people. And and just having fun, you know, getting out, getting out, getting at it. <laughs> it gets more people outside because typically, you know, Handstand's fun to do in the park in a park or um on a field you know go hiking do someone on the top of a mountain there's achievements for that there's altitude achievements that you can get so that that's a reason to go hike that mountain you know what i mean that's why handstander excites me because it's all about the challenge it's all about challenging yourself and the breath work the breath work app is also all about challenging yourself um but more in a sequenced targeted workouty kind of way uh, so they're both I'm aligned. My values are completely aligned for both of them. And that's why it's an easy decision for me of what to do. So both carry significant potential upside and while different levels of risk, given my situation right now, it's better that I choose a less risky option, um, so that I can just stop stressing as much as that does not help. <laughs> Progress update for today. I did four more lessons from Unwrap app. Not a lot, but got something in. Um, did a lot of design work on breath on the Breathwork app. Doesn't really have a name yet, but it's probably going to be something like Athletic Breathwork or Athletic Breath with Dylan Werner, something like that. Um, lots of research into equity splitting, investing schedules, all the startup-y kind of stuff. And I was I was listening to some really old podcast episodes from 2015 of my favorite, my current favorite podcast, Under the Radar, which is about indie iOS development. And I just wanted to see if there was anything of potential value in those very, very old episodes. And as it goes, I've enjoyed every single one of them. I've listened to four of them from back in 2015 now, and they're all still relevant. It's remarkable that content that old can still be relevant today. But it's, yeah, it's not only relevant, it's also very interesting to, to listen to. You know, this is before Swift was even, this was when Swift was becoming mainstream and most apps were written in Objective-C. Most developers were still skilled up in Objective-C and were still trying to you know, figure out the strategy behind spending time learning Swift or uh, potentially you know, rewriting parts of their apps using Swift. And at that time, Swift was still really young and... It's kind of the way, looking at it now, it's kind of how Swift UI is compared to how Swift was. And it's, it's good to go back and see that, all right, I can see they were, they were really unsure about this new thing happening. And now, in 2021, everyone's writing Swift. You know, Objective-C is almost completely dead. If you're starting a new, it's not completely dead. Like, the big companies still use it. But if you're starting a new app today, it's Swift. And, you know, even all the developers that used to be 100% Objective-C are now like 90% Swift. 
And so projecting forward again with frameworks like SwiftUI, knowing Apple's going to push this super hard, it kind of makes sense to go with SwiftUI, looking at it that way. Because like you can just see, like, yeah, it's going to be the standard in like five years' time. Everyone's going to be using SwiftUI. UIKit's going to be basically dead. So um, really good to listen to some old podcast episodes. Jack's hack for today is all about the power of consistency. So this challenge, this 90-day podcasting challenge, was all about maintaining consistent effort every single day on something. And it has not been easy. And in, in a way, when I do my reflection episodes at the end, I'm going to reflect on this and, and really do a bit of a deep dive analysis on <laughs> whether it's actually worth being, you know, anally consistent, <laughs> uh, being really anal about the consistency. To, to the point like very disciplined that you do it every single day and never have a day off. Not one, not a single day off. I, looking at that now, I think that having days off is very powerful as well. Pro probably, you know, one, one day a week as, at a minimum is going to be more powerful than just making sure that you do something every single day. But consistency is where you build habits. It's where you optimize routines. It's where you optimize workflows. It's where you maintain momentum. Like consistency is so powerful. So in a way, it's not like it's a trade-off. It's not like having days off is definitely just going to be better. Because if you, can, if you can not take a full day off and just maintain the momentum, you know. For me, it's one hour each day. So it's not like my full day to do this podcast episode. But that one hour... Even if I have no progress update to report, maintains momentum for me. It maintains consistency. And I'm starting to finally see the results of that, of that consistency. It's starting to pay off. It's starting to show that this really does work, you know, just after 75 days. Not, only, not just with like people recognizing that I, uh, I work hard or that I, you know, I, I throw myself fully into projects and you know, um, I'm able to solve problems and this and that, not only that, but also in what I've been able to learn in just a relatively short amount of time, I'm finally getting to the point where Swift is starting to click. I'm starting to get it. I'm really understanding it. And I'm building a lot of confidence knowing that if I just maintain consistency, that inevitably I will just, I will know this like the back of my hand. It'll be, I'll be fluent in probably not too much longer you know i can see 120 days more of consistency would yield something around that level i think anyway that's um just a guess it's just a projection but i don't think it i think it's not linear it's definitely not linear you start out really really sucking like really sucking and it's just like it's too hard in the beginning it's too hard every day you think this is too hard this is too hard this is too hard I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, this is crazy. And then suddenly one thing clicks and then it's like dominoes. And so it's not, it's not linear. It's exponential in, in how when, when things start clicking, they click like dominoes. And of course, it's not like you click your fingers and suddenly everything makes sense. But you, you start to understand things faster and faster. And that's what I've realized is that it takes a fair bit of commitment to get through that suck phase where you're in the dumps and 
you just it really hurts to to constantly go back to something that just keeps slapping you down and you just don't understand it don't get it don't get it um, but you just keep going for it you just keep going back <laughs> takes a lot to get through that and I, that's definitely where most people fail in that they it's too hard and they give up and it is if you know that this is not for you then it's it is better to give up early quickly so that you can move on and move into things that are for you but if you really enjoy it if you if you get a kick out of understanding it and out of figuring things out and tinkering with it and you know eventually building something with it then it might be for you it might not be still as well but it might might be for you and it, at that point you just have to get through that suck phase you just have to get through that that um the swamps of sorrow of learning a, a new hard skill so that's jack's hack for today the power of consistency don't forget it thanks for listening everyone day 75 and i'll talk to you again tomorrow